I am probably the most pumped that you will find somebody pumped for this uh, J. Cole interview with uh, Nardwar, right? And I think this this is a crazy interview, maybe because we get a J. Cole, we get a J. Cole that just came off of the off season that just that promised a lot of things, right? That said in 2019 that he was either going to do his interview in 2020 or 2021, 2021 or later 20, late 2021 or 2022. And I think this is why we have this interview with, I mean, there's some background to it. There's not a lot of background to it, but there's some background to this and really get to look at this on the on the anniversary of 2014 Forest Hill Drive. I promise you that has something to do with it. There's also, seriously, if you if you want to go watch this interview, it's not a very long interview. It's a very short interview, honestly, for an interview with uh, the amount of people in it. There's a lot of features in um, a lot of features in this interview um, that just kind of pop up and appear. Um, he kind of does a three wishes thing, like you say the name three times and they appear. Um, scandal that's in here. He said in an interview that he would do a interview with Nardwar, and he did it. He came through. Um, this was a shocker to I think the public when he released it, and people found the clips and they were like, "Yo, this was a this would be a great interview that he would do," and he did this interview. Um, there's a lot of artists from the Dreamville camp that come by and say a lot of stuff. Um, we'll get into what they really say and the um, samples and stuff for songs. Overall, I think this will be a great interview that we really needed. But also, this might be a little lengthy because I'm a huge J. Cole fan and these samples and this, kind of, this interview kind of hits my soul a little bit. So this interview might be a little bit longer. Because it was all the stuff that's in there, but we'll get right to this after a word from our sponsor. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Start this interview off. We're gonna we're gonna mention about the things that we we have talked about. Where this this was recorded on the anniversary of 2014 Forest Hill Drive. This interview happened in December 9th, 20, 2021, so a couple days, a couple weeks from the previous day today, was released recently. And twenty in the location that they shot this in was the location where 2014 Forest Hill Drive was uh, originally uh, recorded, sampled, and everything, which I think has a, I think this is, I think the location is in California, but it, it brings a kind of atmosphere to this interview that I don't think any other place could have. Maybe there is one place that we'll get to in this conversation where he talked, he talked about a place that he was renting for six years, but I'm getting ahead of myself. We're gonna talk just step by step, and really gonna just talk about 
this interview kind of thing with the J. Cole because he doesn't do a lot of interviews. So, um, there, this was an interview of a song that the studio had took a place in, and he talks about this song where, where, um, uh, Ron Gilmore, I believe, is the guy that did the drums for this song. It's on 2014 Forest Hill Drive, right? And the song is G-O-M-D. Uh, and he talks about the process of making that song in the studio in a couple of days and writing to it. And I think, th- but, but I think that is something we don't normally get from an artist about the creation of the song, like the place, location, the environment that was around it. He said he wrote them, he was writing them down, for the song, and I think that, that that does bring a different feel to the way J. Cole rates his albums and his songs. As I'm saying, this is the the lead up to the end of the year because of the off season has already been released, so we're getting to know a lot of a lot more information than you knew about these songs and where it was sample, where they were sampled from. But he he goes on to say that this song was sampled. From a play that he was with, where he went with a few people, uh, is his, his Brandon. Um, it was a Brandon play. He did the soundtrack. Uh, and he used the sample for it, and I think this sample, um, as we've seen, the sample went great because the song is amazing. Um, a lot of J Cole can't do like this sample, so that that's not really a surprise that he mentioned stuff about the sample because the sample is great. And he kind of, while like on another, like on a, another, I think on another note, right, we talk about 2014 Forest Hill Drive, but he does talk about, um, while we're talking about it, um, I do, I want to point out, this is very interesting to me, because, um, on, on the end of 2014, on the end of 2014 Forest Hill Drive. Since this is the anniversary of this album, um, he um, at, at on to note yourself, where he says he didn't have enough time to like uh, turn the credits for the album or write them. I would describe people do the credits completely when they make complete albums. Um, but he says uh, it's just, it's just one line, and he says that cause and effect is crazy, and. And I'm not really sure when Kaz got signed, but I think listening to that, like, um, note to self, the ending of Forest, uh, 2014 Forest Hill Drive, and to see where Kaz is now as a rapper, signed to Dreamville, I think that's, like, incredibly amazing, and not a lot of people can say they have done it, right? So that's, that's very special, that's something to cherish, to be on that Dreamville a-team roster, A-team B roster. Um, but that, as I said, this is, this is nothing, this is nothing we didn't know. Um, so this, this next question, he talks about a, uh, studio where he, they call it the shelter. Now this location isn't given or where it is or what state it is. And I think that's a good way to handle it. So we will talk about it, and I'm gonna refer to it as they refer so to this the shelter, which I think he refers to it as a home that he rented to seven. 
a studio he rented out for a couple years. I think it was seven years, but it might be seven or six years, where he just really talked about that he was renting it and they're finally shutting it down. And I think he he's sad about it being shut down, but then there's a session of this interview. It's towards like the very like the very middle of the video where Earp Gang comes in. Um Oh, oh man comes in here. Arvian comes in here because, as I said, he was doing like that, that uh, thing where you say a person's name three times and they and they come into the room. He did that where Arvian came and sat in an interview with J Cole and Noir and Armin and Omen. Omen came with them, and in true Dreamville fashion, because Dreamville, to a lot of artists. It's not very, it's, it's contractional, but it's also a family kind of emotion you get from the Dreamville artists. And every time you see them, either in public or in interviews, you see like a family dynamic. But J. Cole tells Earth Gang that they have officially shut down the uh, shelter location. And he goes, oh, I really, they, they say, and basically in so many words, they say that they love the place. They, uh, wish they could have recorded more stuff there, but they're, they're kind of sad that it's shut down. He's like, oh, I didn't tell y'all. So, I think that's always good to talk about because the way that, the, the way it seems that Dreamville and their uh, creators are always very, very connected with one another, very connected with one another, which I, I do find that a very, I do find that very interesting, right? But I also think before we, um, before we really get into a few things, I think we're going to talk about, as I said, they were talking about this, um, three, um, same name three times in appearing. Um, he goes on his list and he, he names a few people, but as I said earlier, there's like only a few people that come into the room. So he, he does it with, he does it with Earth Gang, he does it with, um, Fosk, um, Kaz, Luden, Omen. Like he says it, he says his name three times and see if they come. Anyway, um, Irving comes into the room and they really talk about how they met Cole. And I think it's, uh, it, granted, people do say their names differently when you're in, like, the music business. They say their names differently. So, I think Irving met J. Cole through AB Soul. And that's fine. And then Kaz and Omen met Earth Gang because they were as you said they were the latest people to join Dreamville. The Dreamville roster didn't have them originally, I don't believe, but we'll, we'll see. Um he said he met them at like a show or something. And I think I think it's a show dynamic where um rappers bring artists or unknown artists to headline their show for them is a is a great thing for a lot it's a good thing for the artist um coming up and also doing promotion wise for it like i think that's i think that's an amazing thing to do for artists and i think but i don't know so there is this rumor <laughs> there has always been this rumor um about um how did kendrick and drake meet and i think 
he answered it, but he also was shocked because it's never been public. Like the actual logistics of how this happened has never really has never really happened. But J. Cole talks freely in his interview and he says that um so I guess I guess Cole and Kendrick were free at the time. I think they were free agents at the time, making their own labels. And what had happened was he had he had connections with Dre, with Dr. Dre. He said, "Hey, you should go look at Kendrick." And he said, "Somebody that came up to me and already talked to me about it, but he's not too sure if he was the reason why Dre went and signed Kendrick." Which that's amazing to think that there, because I think I think there's this, this ideal that. Kendrick and Cole don't like each other, but I, I think we're getting to that point where it's clear they don't, and it's kind of like a situation between the Cole fans and the Kendrick fans, which I think we, I think as the fans, I think the fans caused it, and then it escalated, and I think that's why we got like distracts and stuff that we did, but I don't think there's actual really tension between them, and I think it's just kind of in the fans' minds. So, I'm happy that that was confirmed to a lot of people. Um, but he also puts this at the end of the interview. And I'm, I know I'm skipping around in this interview. But he says at the end of this interview to any rappers that want to become rappers or plan on thinking about being um, being singers, sing with the artists that you enjoy and learn breath control, which he said he, he did. So he thinks that's what helped him. But that's not always the answer. Not everything that helps every <laughs> not everything that helps him I uh, hopes helps a person will help um will help you. That's just the truth. That it's it's very rare that everything works for everybody. It's it's rare. Okay. Oh. As I said, there were a lot of people that hopped into this interview and I think Changed this interview to be a, a really huge impact to the rap society because no one bought J. Cole and the Dreamville team a lot, and I mean a lot, lots of hips, and he's known for doing it, so that's not really special. Um, but they talk about a few things, and one thing they talk about is. Besides him quoting lyrics from um, J. Cole, like he, from J. Cole, and let him finish the line. And some of these he didn't, he knew majority of them, but I think he didn't know one of them from folding clothes from, I believe it's Born Center. And then, but before all of this, they kind of talk about the. I want to say they talk about just the way that it's very hard for some artists to sample because when you, when some people pull off of like, uh, like records, like record players, like the history of hip hop was in there, the 40 bars, and I believe the Iverson one, I think it was 40 bars, but I'm not entirely sure, but I believe that's what it was. Um, very hard to 
sample and give credit to the person because sometimes it's not always that simple to uh, give credit to that person because you're not entirely sure that is that person's credit that should be given so he said he paid two people for one sample which is fine um but i think these samples that he does are always amazing so for g gm g-o-m-d he said that he sampled it and paid two people so and then they talk about the song applying pressure where j cole said that he loved the beat where he loved the beat he loved the right uh rapping he loved the love the beat and he loved the style of the lyrics the way in which they were going which i think is a good way for a lot of rappers to think a lot of a lot of artists or creative rappers to think so i think i think that did play a role um he talks about uh ron gilmore putting the drums to that beat like the next day and then finishing out in that studio that in the location that they were in However, I think we get to Middle Child, and I think Middle Child is a song that I do. Look, I enjoy Middle Child as much as the next person. Like, I might enjoy Middle Child a little bit more than majority of the people that listen to it. But he talks about where he got the sample from, and the sample is from this song. Well, from this album's last song called First Choice, and it's, I don't, I think I can only find vinyls of it. I don't think you can you can buy it on iTunes, but I'm not sure if you can buy like buy a CD of it. But anyway, it's called First Choice. And T minus was the producer of that beat, which he gives T minus credit of being one of the greatest producers of our time because he created um, Ludacris's How Drop How Low, which is great because T minus walks in and he just talks talks briefly about how how middle child became he talks about the fact that they got it from a company called track lips where track lib track track lips i believe or track track something um where he talks about just hearing it i guess they don't let you hear the original version so you just kind of hear pieces of it and he enjoyed it but i also also i don't know if y'all knew I didn't know T minus is Canadian. That doesn't really matter to me because he's amazing at beat production and music production. So the nationality or the or the region where you were born doesn't really matter to me. Um, but yes, T minus is definitely Canadian. Cole, I believe, was born in Germany, but then was a Carolina. So I don't know. I don't know when hate anybody because of their nationality. Their uh, place on earth I, I really wouldn't say that um but yeah they talk and t minus and them talk really just go back and forward about the things that he has done he had he had hits with everybody could do kendrick cole Ludacris. he has hits with really a lot of artists that a lot of people probably don't think of because t minus is such a humble guy right so that's amazing to know. But this, I think this, I think that part kind of hints at the fallout might be coming. So I'm not entirely sure. I could be wrong. But he also says he also even did songs for. Um, he also produced or musically did stuff for songs for Dre, which I think is very interesting to me because 
you don't really hear a lot of producers really talking in interviews about a lot of things that they're very passionate about, which I believe is why they're in the studio because of something passionate. Alright, so as I mentioned briefly, but I'll mention again, um, J. Cole went by the name The Therapist. And The Therapist was not bad, trust me. If you go look for it, you can find The Therapist. Um, I think they probably they probably try to delete the therapist. Um, the therapist, uh, mm, the therapist songs, but I would go to listen to Killer Instinct, Breathe Control, The Storm, or or and the therapist freestyle, which all came out in two thousand six. Which I would definitely go listen to. if you have not heard his like mixtape kind of things. I would definitely go listen to it. But um, he. Um, so he got the name the therapist from from a duo, a producer, and I believe two artists. They were both artists on their free time, but they were mostly producers and made beats for a few years. He got the name from them too because he said um, he they gave him the name and he respected the name, so he kept it for a few years. And that's why in twenty in two thousand six we got the therapist freestyle but we also have a lot of more songs with the therapist which I believe is a plus not really a minus so I already talked about the shelter and what the shelter really did for all of these for all of these artists which I believe is amazing um they talk about a documentary which I don't know I don't know if a lot of people have seen it it's a big fun in a big town where basically he says Dutch, but I don't know. I thought they were Irish. Um, but basically, they're guys that interview rappers and try to figure out why they're rapping about the things that they're doing. So I, if you're into rap history, I definitely go listen to either the rap history vinyl or watch Big Fun in a Big Town, which isn't really bad. But they also, so the co-edub, hmm, not edub, um, but the co-founder of Dreamville with Cole, they talk about this. They really talk about um, the creation of what is formerly known today as Dreamville. But they talk about their experience of getting there and they weren't always friends and how they met, um, which was in college, playing basketball, like always. Like a lot of people meet friends playing basketball and doing activities like that, where he just talks about that and, and the people that they met each other through. And I don't know what it is about a lot of people, but a lot of people don't use people's government names. They use nicknames. So this interview, you can see they're like, oh, who? Because they don't know people's actual names. They just know their their, their nicknames that a lot of people come up with because it's easier to remember than, easier to remember than just simple um, full names of people, which I think isn't a bad idea. But I think it did... Okay, so I think this is where we talk about Dr. Dre a little bit, and Dr. Dre, uh, Dr. Dre's either album or song called Explosive, which I cannot remember that. I think it was a song called Chronic. It was an album of Dr. Dre. It was it was an album that people liked of Dr. Dre's, where Explosive was on it, and it went payment, and it went and it went big. I say all this to say that Cole. Cole doesn't normally do interviews, so when he did this interview, it, it's a shock to everybody, but he kept his promise to Noir, which I think is amazing. They both bring positive energy into this interview, 
an interview just gets better and better the longer you listen to it. And you don't really notice how long the interview is until you either look at the time code or you just finish the interview. It's really not that long of an interview. It's very entertaining. And if you want to go listen to it, I would definitely go listen to that interview. It is, it's an amazing interview to listen to.